talented guest today. You know her from shows like Being Mary Jane, Rosewood, Shameless, Grimm, American Horror Story, Southland, ER, The Division, the list goes on and on. Please help me welcome Lisa Vidal. I'm Yay! so happy you're here. Yeah, let's applaud. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. You, you are, people, some people know you, some people don't know you, but they don't know you personally. And you're one of the most vivacious, mm. kind, caring, funny people <laughs> I've ever met. And I love being around your energy. It's incredibly positive. It's incredibly giving. It's incredibly just, it's powerful. So that's why I'm so grateful that you're here today. Aww. And then I want the world to hear your story. Thank you. Because that's why I do this. Thank you, Sherry. Yes. And I love you. You know Aww. I love you so much. And uh, I just appreciate what you do. I think it's so important. You know, you're such a wonderful coach and you just really are a people person and you know how to work with actors and you love actors I and do. it's obvious. And that's so important, I think, like when, you, when you're able to be around someone who knows is, uh, is your, your cheerleader and supports you and you're that girl. So thank you I'm so much. I'm happy to be here with Yay. you. I'm really glad. Well, you've been in the business over 20 years? Oh my God. Yeah. Almost 40 years. Wow. Almost 40 years. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I started, uh, 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 I probably shouldn't say that because I'm giving my age away, but <laughs> I was 14. That's right, people. That's right. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And you don't and look a day over as a 35. Oh, I love it. See, that's why I come. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tell us. Tell I us. Started as tell a us kid. your journey. It's important for actors to hear because yeah. did it just happen like this? Was it a big process? Did you train? You started, I interrupted you, so then, go ahead. No, no worries. I trained, um, yeah, I, so I, ever since I was a kid, I was a performer. I really was. I was that kid in the family that made everybody laugh, that was telling stories, that was singing songs, and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, if there was a play, I was auditioning in school for it. If there was a talent contest, I put my name on the list. <laughs> I was that kid. You and were not shy. I was not shy. I just wanted to, to sing for the world and perform <laughs> for the world. And so um, when I was 14 years old, um, I was graduating junior high school and um, we were checking out high schools and uh, all these high schools came to the auditorium and a friend of mine told me, hey, I'm gonna be uh, um, applying for the high school performing arts. And I was like, what's that? And she's like, oh, that's where you go and you learn how to be an actor and a dancer and a musician or singer. And I was like, what? I wanna apply to the high school performing arts. And so I That's did. You started. And so I did. I applied, and I didn't know what the hell an audition was. I didn't really know like a monologue. And my mother had a friend who was a model and an actress, and she gave her the glass menagerie and said, "Tell her to choose a monologue out of here." And that's what I auditioned for. And then I played uh, from as my comedy audition was, it was the Carabinet show, and I played two characters. Incredible! And that Which was one? a lot of fun. Do you remember? It was. It was. Uh, yeah. It was the you know the Mama's Family. Yes, of course. Yes. So I played Carabinet's mama, and Vicky Lawrence was the daughter, and I went back and forth, and they were laughing, and so that is hilarious. That was choice. the start. For people who don't know the Carabinet show, right. it is a must see. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Classic. What? If yes. you don't know Carabinet, you don't know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She's an icon, uh, along with um, I Love Lucy. So um, correct. 
Anyway, I uh, got in. I got mm-hmm. into the school, and literally that summer, I auditioned. Uh, I was doing theater, mm-hmm. and I was with a repertory company um, uh, that we used to perform all over the place. Um, and then I, uh, my aunt took me to an audition for a new PBS series that was going to be shooting 13 episodes in Spanish Harlem, mm. and it was about a Puerto Rican family. Mm. And so she took me to the audition, and I got the part. Oh. And that was my first, um, my first really big gig on television. I was 14. Wow. And that sort of led to other television um, jobs through recommendation. I, I hustled. I got myself an agent, headshots mm-hmm. and all that business. I got into the union. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I just, you know, I hustled. You are a hard worker. I, You're a badass. We are. Oh, God. We're badasses, for sure. We but are badasses. Are, you have to be a badass in this business. You, you have to train hard. You have to pursue it hard you have to not let anything attack your heart it has to roll off your shoulder and it has to be that attitude of next that's right so what is your process I would say my process it uh, it was and is even more so now because like when we're young we are a little more vulnerable I think Mm -hmm. Um, you know I always tell people that you know juggling a career for an actor is not for the meek or the mild you know, I agree. You have to have a tough skin. You have to believe in yourself. You have to own your talent. You have to go and learn about your talent. You need to take classes. You need to understand what a process is and an intention and motivation and, you know, relationships. Relationships and, and what am I walking into this scene with? What's in my mind? What has just happened to me? You know, you can't be that kind of fly by night person that's going to be like, well, I'll just take a headshot and just, you know, go to an audition a lot and of see what happens. Like that. Yeah, and that's a that's it's a bad mistake. So my process pretty much is, you know, when I get a piece of material, I start to break down the character. First, if you can get a script, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Because then in the script, you get to see, you know, what your relationships are. What are the other characters saying about you? What, where do you live? What's your atmosphere? What's your lifestyle? Who are you? What's your background? You need to know all those things as an actor and then when you if you just have a scene then you know if you don't have a whole lot of motivation I mean um, information you say to yourself okay well I'm gonna make this part up this is gonna be what I'm thinking this is what just happened to me this is what the conversation so is. your process this is this is what I want creating the, the before life that's right very the, important your behavioral life your environmental life your relationship life mm-hmm. so you still do the same as for all the years has it been the same process for you it has always been the same process mm-hmm. for me, pretty much. And I think that um, one of the most important things for me, I feel as an actor that kind of sets my life apart, um, is that I've decided to live my life. Mm. And if you don't live your life, you're not going to have experience. And as an actor, you have to live your life so that you have experience to pull from. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are a lot of people that just live in this little bubble and they, they, you know, they say, "Oh, I'm an actor, so I don't do this, I don't do that, I don't go there, I Gotta don't get married, it. I don't have a boyfriend, right. nothing." And then you're not living life. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, um, I really feel like when when you're an actor and you own your craft and you can live your life and never forget to set yourself apart from being part of the real world, mm-hmm. you know, it's that that's important. And my acting teacher um, back in the day in the high school performing arts, who was 
amazing. Tony Apeson was his name. Mm -hmm. He would have us go out during our lunch hour and he'd give each of us an assignment and he says, okay, today you are a homeless person in the Mm. street. And so you're begging for money. And, or today you're French, you're a tourist. So we had to do in character work. He would, and during our lunch hour, we'd go out there and we would be these characters. Some people would come back with money in a cup. In a hat, <laughs> you know, a sandwich. I it was love it. hilarious, and and I'll never forget. He all he told us all um, to read a book called Working. Oh, and it what? was all about different professions, people talking about what they do in life. And he said everyone, as actors, should read this book because you get an idea of well, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a a, a, a train conductor. I'm gonna play uh, a, a, a maid. I'm gonna play a waitress. You need to know what what is that life? What is that like? And and before we all graduated, it was amazing. This man always had the best advice. He says, you know, he 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 would call us little ones. He says, if if it's in your heart, the smartest thing if you're going to college, he says, the smartest thing you can study is psychology. So I majored in psychology oh. and communication. So human emotion was incredibly helpful as an actor Mm. to understand the mind why people do what they do Mm -hmm. you know what makes them what drives them Mm -hmm. and that really was amazing and he always used to tell us little ones acting is reacting acting is reacting be like a child play (laughs) you're playing and I was like we're playing let's play and it was so much fun acting should be fun even if you're playing the most intense painful role it has to be fun so you combine so i'm big when i do my teaching combining your uh personalization your personal experiences with your imagination correct so you're the same correct yes because your imagination life has to be so full and vivid and life childlike and free but then you're personal you have to know yourself so well inside and out Mm -hmm. in order to really tap in to what your story is, how you're gonna tell the story of that character. Absolutely. Agreed. I I feel like it's kind of rare that, you know, there's not at least a little piece of each one of us in the characters we play. At the end of the day, it's you in those circumstances. Right, and even if it's, you know, something that you have to imagine whether, you know, let's say you're playing a drug addict, but you've never been a drug addict, right? So, but what is, really, what is that, right? What is that about? What is the core of, drug addiction or any kind of addiction, you know, there, there's a, there's not a being love, there's a hold, being that's right, so there's always can, a root right. that you can go to, to pull from, and I, I feel like, well, that's why you need to live, live life, you know, so that That you is my motto, life. live life to the fullest. That's right. You can't pull if you don't explore. That's right. I got experience. three kids, I've been married 33 years, I've Amazing. been through all kinds of journeys, and guess what, it's made me a richer, fuller actor because I have all this life to pull from. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. It's an incredible thing. Yeah. So tell us how on, you know, you get, do you ever go through a cycle, which I'm sure all actors do, that is, um, every actor goes through a cycle. Yes. So when you're up on your cycle um, and you're working nonstop and you're feeling all the rhythm, do you ever go off your cycle? Do you feel like, do you have that anxiety that it could be that's the last job? Do you ever have that thought process or do you not allow yourself to go there? And if you do, what do you do mentally? Do you exercise? What do you do to take care of yourself? Okay. Um, Sure. I mean, it's a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what uh, being an actor performer is. You know, you have good times and not so great times. Um, when that happens to me, um, 
I do not allow myself to dwell in that space. Uh, I, I, I believe in the yes and the positivity of life and I will get through this. And I, 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 I remember to own who I am. I remember to own my talent and no one else in the whole wide world is gonna be like me. There's no Lisa Vidal walking into that room other than me. And so I remember that and I own that and it empowers me and I'm a very spiritual person and that is my go-to every mm. single day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Lord, you're guiding my steps and you're showing me the path and, and, and your will is good for my life and so I got this. I'm so good. you turn to spirituality Absolutely. that connects you with you all the time. And what about Every exercise? Because I'm big. I exercise. Yes, mind yes. body craft. Mind body craft. You got to take care of your body. You're an actor. We're supposed to move, right? We're vessels, mm -hmm. right? So I eat right. Don't get me wrong. I like to party. <laughs> Just follow my Instagram, people. You'll see me party <laughs> at the real Lisa Vidal. Um, but I take care of myself. But everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. I mean, I even food, like junk food or whatever. I'm not a big junk food person. I like to be healthy. But I think it's important for us to to live healthy lives and you know and live a little piece of each each part of our lives, you know. Um, but always stay disciplined and focused. Discipline and focus. And, and very to, important. To living a positive and fruitful life, it's very important, and let me get your opinion on this, to create almost like a, a positive energy bubble around yourself, to have people around you that support you, Absolutely. that don't bring you down, and when you have those kind of people, do you weed them out? Absolutely. I ain't got time for it. Mm -hmm. I want happy, joyful people around me. And not that we don't all go through journeys, you know, because if you're a real friend, and your friend's going through a journey, you want to be there for them because that's what we want, right? Mm -hmm. If we're going through something, we want that support, that friendship. So I'm not talking about perfection. right? I'm just talking about creating positivity around us. If we dwell in a negative atmosphere, that's what we're manifesting, right? Agreed. And so it's important for us to realize the kind of life we want to live, the kind of career we want to have, what we envision for ourselves and then give it up to the will of the Lord. That's how I feel. That's how I live my life. And that's positivity. That's manifesting goodness. And so, you know, I feel like it needs to be purposeful. It needs to be a choice, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's, the world is a, is a tough place. You know, there's, 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 excuse the language, shit going to be thrown from all areas mm -hmm. and it's going to come your way. Okay. But None of us are immune it. to it. Right. Right. But it's how you respond and react to that trial and tribulation and that challenge that decides how it's going to turn out. You I understand? love that. Yes, that's, I agree. That's the difference. It's like I went through breast cancer and mm. two Tell years ago. That. Yeah. And it was really tough. And my, my sister got diagnosed two weeks prior to me getting diagnosed. We, won't, we both went through mastectomies together, double mastectomies. But, you know, I decided to take the attitude um, of God is so good. This happened to me, but I had my sister and she had me and mm. we leaned on each other mm. and were healed because they found it early. And yes, I went through the hell of that, the double mastectomy and the balloons in my chest and medication and so did she, but we're alive to talk about it. We're yeah. alive to share. And you know, life I is still right in front of us. And so I, I was like, I'm not, you, you, you can't kill me. 
I'm not going to let you bring me down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's so important to, to choose that way of thinking in really tough situations and traumatic situations. Now, this is just my thing. I mean, you know, everyone is different. And mm-hmm. I'm not telling you that there's some magic pill or anything. It's work. Mm-hmm. It is intentional it's a mindset. work. It it's is a mindset. mindset. It's intentional mm-hmm. and very purposeful. And um, I, I've been through a lot of different things in my but life. But can I just go back to the breast, breast cancer for a second? Because yeah. not you had it and your sister had it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Did you just go for a random checkup and then all of a sudden that you both had the same exam at the same time? Tell me that story. Well, it runs in my family. First, my mother's sister had it when she was younger. Then my mother got it. Mm-hmm. And my, they both went through mastectomies. And then, um, so my sister found her lump. Mm. Um, and I was with her when she got her diagnosis. Mm. I went to visit her, and it was really difficult. And crazy, crazy, crazy is that I um, I had been feeling kind of like lower belly discomfort. And I was like, well, I, I should go to my OBGYN. And I called him from my sister's house, and I said, I said, doctor, I, I, I want, I, I'm having this, I'm feeling this. He was like, you know, you should just come in because you're going to be due, and you know, before you have to go shoot being Mary Jane anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, come on in. So I went into him, and he was like, he checked me. He was like, oh, that well, there's nothing wrong in your belly, nothing's wrong at all, and you know, let's do your your routine ultrasound, mm-hmm. which he would always do because in my family, you know, your cervical height. cancer, yes. breast, all kinds of cancer mm-hmm. runs in my family. And so he would always do a routine um, ultrasound. And I told him about my sister's diagnosis, and he was very upset and very concerned. And he already is meticulous, but he was extra meticulous when he did my ultrasound, Mm -hmm. and he found it. Mm. And my mammogram showed nothing, Mm. by the way. So ultrasound, which I really push for, you know, for women to be able to get ultrasounds, because that's how you find, you know, it early. Early Early detection. And early is just... Because it's like a, in a mammogram, it looks you're looking for a snowflake in a snowstorm, mm-hmm. so you don't see that snowflake mm-hmm. till it's much bigger. Mm-hmm. So the ultrasound is much better for early early detection, and so he found mine and went. It was it was just unreal. It, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "Is this this is not happening?" But it almost happened because your sister. It triggered you because if you waited. But early detection. I'm just talking about this because women out there and. People are afraid of going to doctors. Early detection yeah. is everything, everything for any kind everything. of health. You know, everything. Well, and I've you know I've talked about this before, and you know several platforms, whether it be a show or an article, or whatever. And I talk about how important it is for us as women to take charge of our own health and to lead with positivity and faith and not fear because you'll be surprised how many women don't get checked because they're afraid of finding something wrong and then it's too late and you can't lead your life that way you just can't and it's so preventable now it's a hundred percent i mean it's so preventable even if you get it even in a second stage even in a third stage it you don't die from breast cancer you don't die anymore yeah it's a it's incredible it's it's very rare it is very rare and that's why i feel like my goodness gracious please go get checked especially in the black and latino community like there needs to be more of a push and more education and you know i've definitely been been a part of trying to facilitate that 
Um, and uh, it's just, you know, I, I remember the first time I, I came out, you know, talking about that mm -hmm. I've been through breast cancer. I made sure I made us, I wore a spaghetti strap dress. <laughs> I was like, let's all meet the new girls world. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> I wanted women to see that. That it's you know, not something to, sh to right. be embarrassed about. That's right. That's right. And that, you know, I got through it. They could get through it and still look fabulous. No more sagging. As a matter of fact, sometimes <laughs> I don't even wear a bra. And you look incredible. <laughs> not that it's only about that. No, it's not. not. It's from the inside out. It's of how you feel course. about yourself and That's how you give back. I am very generous about sharing my experiences in life, like whether it be my career, my craft, my family, my health experiences. Um, I, I speak to a lot of young uh, mm -hmm. students. I mm -hmm. go and I talk to, to, to act young performing students or uh, uh, you know, different kinds of, uh, whether it's media, um, you know, I, uh, I love giving back that way. Mm. I, I help other actors. I help the younger community of Latina actors mm -hmm. too. Like, you know, that's really important to me to kind of be a mentor for them that they can come to and talk to and learn from. Um, and so on this, if people are listening and they want to ask you questions, how do they reach you? Through Instagram? They can reach me through Twitter or Instagram. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot just because people, you know, it's tend to love the videos and the pictures. pictures. But on Instagram, I'm at the real Lisa Vidal. And on Twitter, I'm at the Lisa Vidal. Got so, it. Yeah. And I'm on Facebook, but I just, I just uh, under Lisa Vidal, but it's. Oh, Facebook can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, I don't think people go to Facebook as yeah. much as Instagram yeah. anymore. Well, you'd be surprised. Really? I have a lot of followers on oh, Facebook. Okay. And I can't answer everyone. So uh, Twitter sort of takes care of like a general, more yes. of a general kind of, yes. I don't know, it's just easier for me and so is Instagram. So. so you're offering. So ask questions, reach out to her. She'll answer questions for you, which is so incredible because answer, people out yes. there need mentors. Yeah. But what they really need to understand is you've got to study. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to get a picture. I'm gonna go for no. it. Tell us about. Let me just That's sidetrack. Responsible and lazy. Yes, we don't tolerate that. No, no. Mm. You can't call you. Acting is a craft. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a craft, and you have to know what you're doing. Not everyone, you know, has the natural ability of. Oh, let me. This is. I'm gonna pull from this. It's it's actually you hone that craft. You mm -hmm. know, you it's and that's important. It's you got to respect your craft. Tell us about your character, Kara Lynch on um, with Gabrielle Union. How was it working with her? Tell me, tell Being us. Being Mary Jane was amazing. Gabrielle and I had such great chemistry. Mm -hmm. We are friends in real life mm -hmm. and we just really understood these characters and you know, we really wanted to bring to light, you know, um, th what women go through. Mm. The, 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 the so many, you know, juggling jobs that we have and you know, the, all the, um, all the challenges, especially that successful women face, mm -hmm. like, you know, because we're successful, we're supposed to have everything good. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's supposed to go just right mm -hmm. in our heads. We're our worst critics. Mm -hmm. Women are the worst to each other, as far as I'm concerned. And Are they? Oh, I've God. I've never experienced that. Oh, but... God, yes, I have. Mm. And that was something that in being Mary Jane, you really got to see these two powerful women leaning on each other and supporting mm. one another. And that does so not happen a lot. So when you were working on set, did you improvise any of your material? Did you stick to the script? Did you rehearse it before you shot it? Did you know it so well that you just got to set, did your camera block and did it? What was it? A little bit of all of that. Ah. 
It was a combination. Mara Brockakiel, she was the creator of the show, incredibly talented writer. Um, and I really feel like she, she trusted us in many ways. Like Mara, I'm gonna speak for myself, um, whenever there, there was a question or I was uncertain or I felt like, well, you know, I, I really feel like Kara wouldn't say this or mm -hmm. say it this way. I really, mm -hmm. can I try this? And mm -hmm. she was always open for me to try things and that was very helpful because it created a, a supportive atmosphere as a creative person uh, and being an actor, you know, I was able to try things. And I think that that's so where free. we get the opportunity, right, to see if something works or doesn't work. And um, it's, you know, you can't, I feel like if you're in an atmosphere that's rigid as an actor, you become rigid. It's, yeah, it's, it doesn't feed your creativity and your, you know, the, the soul that's deep inside that you want to bring to that character. So it's so nice when someone trusts your talent mm. and they want to, yeah, sure, show me what, show me what you're thinking, you know, beautiful. that is a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Now, people don't. You've done so many dramas, right. but you're so freaking funny. <laughs> One of the most funny, vibrant actresses. Okay, so what's your plan? I know you did a pilot. I did a pilot. It didn't get picked up, but I did a very funny pilot written by uh, and created by um, Gloria Calderon Kellett, mm -hmm. who is amazingly talented and she's the co-creator of the new revamp of one day at a time on netflix ah, yes starring my girlfriend justina machado yes and just a beautiful beautiful cast you know um, directed by our friend pamela Fryman. that's right pam mm -hmm. Fryman, crazy talented woman um you know rita moreno isabella gomez uh so did you marcel ruiz todd grinnell i mean amazing cast amazing cast yeah and and a great pilot but as fate would have it, it doesn't doesn't necessarily, you know, not everything gets picked up. Right. So my pilot was starring Ana Villafañe and uh, um, Chris Powell and, um, oh my God, it was so Amit, Sh um, uh, Amit Shah, um, Brett Dyer, uh, oh my God, it was a Felix, Felix Solis. It was just such an amazing cast. Uh, Caitlin McGee um, and um, Pam Fryman directed it. And it was just this great mishmash of, of friendship and uh, multi-ethnic, but it was focusing on this beautiful Latina Puerto Rican girl, a Puerto Rican Cuban girl, and her very white boyfriend and their mix mm -hmm. of friends. But how was it going from the genre from single camera to a multi-camera setting? Did you, was your vocal, were you more loose in your body? Did you get to feel like you were having a theater experience? Explain the difference to the young actors who are listening. Yes, it definitely was different. It was different in the sense that, um, you know, in, in single camera, one hour, um, everything is much more contained. It's, it's just much more, yes, it's, it's, it's not as outward, it's, it's much more inward. From the heart. And you know, you have a lot more close-ups, and so it's really about what's happening behind the eyes and inside than the outside. And um, multicam half hour is a bit bigger. It's a bit more like theater in the sense that it's, it's not as exaggerated as theater, but it's closer to theater, mm -hmm. you know? And, but you still have to be working from a real place. Because if you don't, guess what? It's not funny. Yeah. And you look like a caricature and it's silly and nobody believes so you. So the emotional to, drive. That's right. You, you have to have the emotional drive, the emotional truth and intensity. It just expressed a little bigger and louder. 
you know and it's fun it's, it's so much fun because it is it is like being in theater in front of a live audience it's oh. a completely different experience you know and you get to in comedy like I love to um, again I love to play right I like to try different things that you know something will be written and then I'll say okay hey this this just popped into my mind about maybe my character might do this or say it this way or add a little this or you know so you get to really pop in your isms that yes. I tell everyone to pop into right. my work for comedy right you can't hit a joke it's got to be that emotional relationship and the be. playfulness it's got to be so what's next for Lisa Vidal <laughs> what's next another job <laughs> <laughs> I am creating and developing and I'm really, you know, that's a big part of what I want to do. I want to produce. Mm. Um, I, want to get, I, want, I want to employ all my friends who are so talented. Um, so nice. And um, As it should be. I just, yeah, I just, I, that's really, I, I, I we love have, You have some secrets on the burner, which I, will I, yes, which I'm come not back talk when about it happens. Right. When we'll it have happens. you back as a guest. That's and it's right. pretty exciting stuff. Yes. So yes. give me three pieces of advice you would give to actors out there about what they should do for their career. Three things. Okay. I would say three things that actors should do for their career is class, train, train, class, read, read, class, train, train. That's number one. Beautiful. Okay. Um, number two is Work on mind, body, and soul. Um, spirituality, foundation, knowing who you are, owning who you are, not being flighty, um, owning and honing your craft and who you are in the world, very important. Mm. Because guess what, guys? Mm. The people sitting on the other side in that room are desperately hoping that you're going to do well. Mm. They want you to feel that they want you to make them feel secure and better, and they say, "I've got to hire this person." Mm. But if you walk in there and you don't know who the hell you are, you don't know what you're doing, you're unsure, you're insecure, you're afraid, you're nervous, you're not prepared. You ain't getting that job, and you're not going to shine. Mm. And so, you must put the work in. So, and and when I say put the work in, it's it's the whole body. It's everything. It's everything. It really is. And so, I would say. That's, that's the second most important thing that actors should do. The third most important thing that actors should do, I think, is um, live life. Go out into the world. Like, meet people, make friends, fall in love, have babies. <laughs> I mean, I'm a better actor because of my kids. That's right. You know, um, I think you have to live life. You can't, your career should not be your identity. I really don't believe that. I, I feel like it's a part of you. It's what you do for a living. It's, it's your craft. It's what you love, but it's not everything about you. And that's important. I love it. Thank you so much for coming. Can we, before we close, we sing us a song or something? Oh, sweet Jesus. Now I got a thing. Now I gotta sing. You're like Betsy. She asked me to sing every time. <laughs> people don't know that you're singing. And you're such a wonderful, incredible singer. Can you I don't know if take I can. us out in a song? It's early in the morning. People. I know. Could you it's not that early. All right. It's not that I don't early. No, I'll sing a piece of a song. I'm gonna sing a piece of a song. Okay. Um, I'm putting her on the spot, but okay, I kind of like really, it secretly. Seriously. Okay. Wait. I'm not warmed up. This is not fair. Okay. <laughs> 